0: St. John tells us that Jesus created between 120 and 180 gallons of wine for the guests of the wedding, where they had already drank so much that the host had run out of wine. That is a lot of wine, more than they could have possibly drunk at that point, and I want you to keep that in mind as we work our way through these first 11 verses of the second chapter of the Gospel according to John. This is the story of the wedding feast at Cana and is the scene of Jesus' first public miracle. As we start looking at the Gospel text, remember that when when there is a detail in the scripture, it is there on purpose. Our passage today begins by saying, on the third day. Different biblical scholars offer a variety of explanations for this phrase being there because the third day carries a lot of meaning in scripture, it's a weighted phrase. that meaning comes from multiple stories, including the following. Back in the Old Testament, the story of Jonah being swallowed for three days by the great fish and staying in his belly for those three days before being spit back out on the shores of Nineveh on the third day. Earlier in Jesus' life, when still a child, Mary and Joseph lost Jesus and only found him again after three days. Of course, most importantly, Jesus was dead and buried After the crucifixion, until the third day on which he was resurrected, both of those earlier events are small foreshadowings of this, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus on the third day. Now it is also helpful to remember that John's writing of the gospel has a different focus than the other gospel writers. John is interested in what we might call the cosmic Jesus the Jesus that is clearly beyond what we understand in this earth because he is God and John wants to continually reaffirm that Jesus is God throughout his gospel. Not only that he is the God who is restoring the world recreating the world making the world new. That is why Jesus starts excuse me John starts his gospel in the beginning and talks about the creation, just like the book of Genesis begins. John wants you to know without a doubt that Jesus is God, active in creation of the world in the beginning, and Jesus became man to recreate that creation. With that background, we look at this use of on the third day and ask, what is John trying to tell us? To start, we ask, on the third day of what, or after what? To answer that, we have to back up a few verses and see that John tells us that it was two days earlier that Jesus was baptized, and it is now the third day after his baptism. Baptism is the start of a new life. God, the Father and God, the Holy Spirit, testified through the fact that Jesus is the Son of God at the time of his baptism, making Jesus' true and full identity public, at least those two who were there at the River Jordan. As we read John's telling of the gospel, we have Jesus as being baptized, not because Jesus needed to be baptized, not to give an example, not to conform to cultural pressure, not for any reason that would seem to imply that baptism would change Jesus. No, Jesus was baptized to change baptism. Jesus is not changed by the physical. Jesus changes the physical so that the physical can change us. Jesus changes bread and wine into his body and blood so that they can change us. Likewise, Jesus, by entering into the River Jordan, changes the water of baptism so that the water of baptism can change us. Now, after the baptism is complete, John tells us on the third day... And with that phrase signals that there's going to be more changes. On the third day, Jonah was changed from a person running from God to a person serving God. On the third day, Jesus went from an unnoticed child to an admired teacher of the scriptures in the temple. And on this day that we have, this on the third day, it is no different. We are going to see some significant changes as we look at this brief story about a wedding in an out-of-the-way town called Cana. The wedding at Cana is so filled with details, we will give a brief look at each of them, but focus on one for today. On the third day, there was the wedding in Cana, and Mary, Jesus, and Jesus' disciples were invited and attending. That is how John has listed them. Mary is first, then Jesus, then the disciples. In the Bible, people are listed by their position of Priority. That is why every time you read the list of the apostles, Peter is listed first. He is the first among the apostles. Here we have Mary listed first. She currently has the priority of position. Now, the next detail is that Cana is about nine miles north of Nazareth. And that is the same distance, or maybe slightly more, from the River Jordan and the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus had just been baptized and called his first disciples. Bottom line is it took a good while for Mary to walk from Nazareth and for Jesus and the newly gained disciples to walk from where they were near the sea. This was an intentional going to the wedding. I walk a lot. I walked a lot in the army and now I walk a lot for pilgrimage. I know how long it takes to walk somewhere. Even if walking fast, it would take over two hours and there are not that many people who like to walk that fast. It probably took three. It possibly could have taken more hours To get there. Once there, once making this intentional trip to the wedding and to the reception. The wedding occurs, the reception is in full swing, and suddenly Mary tells Jesus that the newlyweds have no wine. They have run out. This is a problem. No host wants to run out of food or drink during a party, especially a wedding reception. Mary jumps into action and tells Jesus, Mary knows everything about Jesus. Mary knows he can fix the problem. Mary wants the bride and groom to be spared the embarrassment of running out of wine and basically tells Jesus to take care of it. Mary is not telling Jesus to take the disciples and run out to the store. There's no neighborhood liquor store that they could just pop over to. Mary was expecting Jesus to perform a miracle. Jesus replies with what many have considered to be the most rude answer a son could give to a mother. Woman, what does this have to do with me? Woman, not mom, not mother, not Mary, but woman, what does this have to do with me? Working our way from end to start, the passage in the Greek text actually says, what is this to me and to you? What is this to us? This phrasing implies Mary having a cooperative role in bringing the concerns of the people before God. Then we have the use of woman instead of mom, mother, or her proper name, Mary. Why this seemingly rude response? Woman is understood best when we recognize its connection to the next sentence, My hour has not yet come. As soon as Jesus begins his public ministry, the relationship between Mary and Jesus will change. She is no longer mom, she is woman. Remember John's concern with the creation story in the beginning. Jesus said, Woman, my hour has not yet come. Mom, do you not realize that initiating the recreation will change everything? You will not only be my mother anymore. In the beginning, God placed woman in the garden to the viewpoint. to be the mother of all those who would be born in flesh? If you start the recreation now by asking for this miracle of me, you become the woman of recreation, mother of all those who will be born in faith. Our identities will change, I the new Adam and you the new Eve. Without pause, Mary heard and accepted the change when she told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Again, we see here an implication of Mary's role as an intermediary. She has brought the need of the people to Jesus, and now she tells the people what they must do in order to receive the blessing Jesus will provide. It is simple, and it is the focus of all true and proper Marian devotion. Mary directs the people's attention to obedience to Jesus. If any devotion distracts you from Jesus, it is false. Do whatever he tells you. Now the miracle occurs. Remember I asked you to keep tucked in the back of your mind that Jesus created from water 120 to 180 gallons of the best wine. There were six stone jars used for Jewish purification rituals. Any item used for holy things could not be used for common things. So using these purification jars needs to catch our attention. Just like we do not use the chalice from the Eucharist to drink a Coke while watching TV, to do so would to shock anybody who saw it happen. These stone jars were strictly for the sake of holy action of purification rituals. A ritual cleansing purification as part of worship or a holy event. On the third day, Jesus turned water used for purification into wine. And in doing so, not yet understood By those who were in attendance, Jesus initiated the greatest change ever. The waters used by the Jews to purify were changed into wine. And a few years later, Jesus would bring his disciples into full understanding of what changed that third day in Cana. When he took the chalice of wine and said, This is my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Remember the wine at the wedding banquet. Remember the hundred and eighty gallons of wine. All the guests could never possibly drink themselves. So much wine it could never run out. Remember the hundred and gallons of wine in the sacred jars of purification only to be used for holy things. Remember the best wine, save for last. The day is come. We are at the last. Take this wine. It is my blood for your purification. For the forgiveness of your sins, every time you meet together and worship, bless this wine; it will never run out. Drink my blood; be purified of your sins, and keep doing so until we meet again in the heavenly wedding banquet. On the third day, the ultimate fulfillment was signaled. The wedding feast in Cana told us that there would be a wedding feast in heaven, and those who are seated at At the table are there because they drank from the unending supply of water, turned into wine, turned into blood, that on the third day with the resurrection of Christ from death and the grave gave power of purification to the blood of the Eucharist. And after the miracle, after the endless supply of wine was provided, John tells us in his Gospel chapter 2 verse 12, which we did not read earlier but really need to include today that the order of priority had been forever changed. John writes, After this, Jesus went down to Capernaum with Mary and his disciples. Jesus now takes the lead, followed by Mary in priority, and then his disciples. Now today, we are invited to the wedding banquet. Jesus has saved the best wine, his very own blood for last. Let us come to the table and drink the blood of our purification. Amen.